We all know the value of building a strong personal and professional network, but in practice, it's really difficult. We lose touch with someone when we change jobs, or we miss a close friend's birthday. We built Clay to make being thoughtful in your relationships easier. Once you connect your accounts, LinkedIn, email, Facebook, iMessage, and more, Clay automatically pulls in everyone you know and builds a beautiful profile for them. Then you can search your entire network, take notes, set reminders to reach out, and even be prompted to reconnect if it's been a while. Clay also includes a feed of important updates from the people in your life, like a news mention or a birthday. For listeners of this podcast, we're offering a 60-day free trial if you visit clay.earth slash partners slash 60. Again, that's clay.earth slash partners slash 60. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes out to iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. it they take care of everything, distribution, they help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. Covering the Orioles the only way we know how as fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, we'll uh, get some closure here with Manny Machado leaving and going to the Dodgers. We'll, We'll talk about it. We'll talk about what they got back in return. We'll also talk about some all-star festivities and what the Orioles should do next now that uh, Manny Machado is gone. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I'm your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh Soroka. How are you doing, Matt? Just just fine. Just fine. The Zany Brody, he's out on assignment. He's still he's still getting over the fact that Manny Machado's been traded. Yeah. He, that he, or he doesn't know yet. Yeah. He, he, he didn't want to do the, he didn't want to show. Yeah, it's possible he hasn't found out yet. He hasn't really been on Twitter or social media. 
So he's down in Florida. Right. That's just our, our little secret. We'll, yeah. f- we'll find out at, sp- at our spring training show. Yeah, yeah. We'll have another funny. drunk episode. We'll figure it out about halfway through. We'll let him know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's just Josh and I holding on, holding on the ship. We hope you checked out our little bonus episode right when Manny was traded. We broke down uh, what we got in return for him. We got some music here, Josh. Well, I figured we need to go with some sappy music. We got to talk about. Uh, we got to talk about Manny. Yeah, I don't know if this is being overly dramatic but I was thinking about this uh, the other day I don't have a very good memory I don't remember a ton of moments in my life but there are I remember the big ones right right is it wrong for me to compare this to like 9-11 I remember I was when Osama bin Laden was shot I remember I was for some reason the Fukushima nuclear tsunami and nuclear meltdown I remember where I was when I heard that news the Boston stuff the Boston Massacre? Yeah. I mean, the... No, uh, not the Massacre. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the uh, Boston Bombers. Yeah. I, I don't remember I was for that one. We were we were at Camden Yards when they when they caught the guy. Oh. oh I don't remember that. Um, but now I put Manny Machado up there. I'm going to remember I was in Education 800 class. Uh, and I just trying to pay attention to my professor, but also on Twitter, waiting for the news to break. Right. And then a classmate of mine saw it happen like 30 minutes later, and she knows I'm an Orioles fan, so Cavalieri said, oh, look at this. Like, it's some kind of interesting thing to note that Manny Machado was traded. Oh, did, did you see this? And I'm over there, like, practically in tears, saying, did I see that? Of course I saw that. Do you... Don't be cavalier about this. Oh, did you see that? Like, an interesting tidbit of fact. Yeah, I got the, uh, I got it the next morning going into work when someone said, so I saw that the Orioles traded Manny... What does this mean for them? Said it means they're hor- they were already horrible. Nothing changes. Um, I was thinking about this as well, and thanks to Twitter, there were so many rumors in the past week, and we've been having this discussion for a month. Um, I almost wish that there were no rumors, that there was no rumor of the Phillies, rumors of the Dodgers, and it just kind of came out like no leaks, just. Suddenly, all right, he's traded. I would much prefer that. And I know part of it is because of how it fell over the All-Star break. Yeah. And they didn't... I saw even in an interview with Manny yesterday, they, Manny was told on Sunday that he was traded. Right, yeah. But not to what team. Bob Nightingale, yeah. Right, yeah. but not to what team. But that's when they pulled him out. And um, the fact that they wanted to keep it a secret throughout the All-Star break makes sense. And even during the All-Star game, ask him about it, like... That was Manny weird. Were, yeah, but Manny hand, but Manny handled it awesome. The whole thing, the whole process. He was fantastic. I, I mean, and you know, I didn't. The truth is, I didn't think like Manny leaving was going to be that like big of a deal, because I think we all knew Manny was gone. Yeah. So I was like, eh, I don't really won't hit me because we know we've been prepared for this. Yeah. Plus, I, I've even told you guys on this podcast that I'm done with Manny. That Manny's been irritating me too much in the past year. Yeah. But uh, what got me is suddenly, one, him being gone, and then instantly seeing old highlight videos and realizing that I got to watch this kid grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then seeing him in that Dodger blue, man, it, it, it got my feels a little bit. It was, it's, it's weird. And for some reason, well, I, I, well here, I want to share a few of my... On- I watched you with yeah. my, a few of my favorite memories. On Friday memories. night, I definitely watched the Dodgers game more than the Orioles game. 
I, yeah, I think you are with all of Birdland there. All right. I was very thankful for my MLB TV. Yeah. So let's, I did the uh, – I always go on the next day and go on the MLB app, that app on my TV. Yeah, and watch the highlights. And watch all the videos, yeah. Man, and when Manny had that first highlight at shortstop for the Dodgers – yeah, and that was going all around Twitter. Man, he's showing off and yeah. stuff. That's where it, that again just hit me. And everyone's saying, "Oh, you see, use the yards, crap." I told you that. Right, you've been talking about that. Everyone's now on board with that. As Manny goes back to third base tonight, always nonsense. Yeah, the Manny moving back to but, third. Uh, but yeah, I saw that highlight, and I'm like, man, we used to get those highlights every single day. Yeah, that's one of the things. And we took special. that. We totally took that for granted. I, I don't know if we took it for granted. I mean. I mean, no. I, I, all right. I enjoyed we, I mean, it every day. We, we celebrated. We knew we were watching something special. We did. Yeah. But it's sad to see that leave. And that's part of that is this generation of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Where, where this is. I mean, this is it, it, in some ways it's the end of Manny Machado. But in the bigger sense, it's the end of this run we had. Right. Starting, starting when Manny Machado arrived in 2012. And now it ends when Manny Machado leaves in 2018. This was the run. The the run was essentially Manny Machado, the Manny Machado team, and now that he's he's gone, it kind of ends the run as well. But Manny Machado, a uh, little let's do a little walk down memory lane here. He came to the Orioles, uh, he came in the Orioles fans' lives in 2010 when he was drafted in June of 2010. Um, eight years later, 2018, we let the man go, and and it feels different, right? We've lost a lot. Of, we've lost Matt Weeders. We've lost Nick Markakis. Uh, like we've seen guys like that leave, but this somehow feels a little bit different. Draft, the Baltimore Orioles select Manny Machado, shortstop from Beetle Miami Private School, Miami, Florida. His first major league hit may be a triple. It is. He's in it. Barehanded. Don't throw it away. Don't oh. throw it at all. What a phenomenal play by Manny Machado. Oh. This is what the Orioles put out on uh, the night that they traded him. That was their thanks, Manny. But I know you want to go into a little more detail on some of these amazing plays. Well, the only plays, and, and I appreciate that list, and, and a couple of my favorite are, for, first of all, my second favorite, and this is, everyone should be everyone's second favorite play, is, is this one. That you can only play, and, and I appreciate that list. And, and a couple of my can you, can you close, sorry, can you close got, your Facebook page? I got page? Facebook open somewhere. I got like 30 tabs open. Hold up, wait for yeah. it. Yeah, try, right. try that again. All right. Three two two away. Longoria waiting. Slow ground ball. Manny Machado barehanded. Don't throw it away. Don't oh. throw it at all. What a great play to Hardy. And Wieners will put the tag on him. And and that was of course the the fake, the fake throw, throw to first. Uh, and then and yeah. that was what amazing about that. And I remember like that's one of those plays where every where it's his rookie year still. That's 2012, right? He's that was still, his, that was his rookie year. His rookie year. He Why made that play. Wow. That's yeah. where we said, all right, he's a baseball player. But brain. that's where we know, right, that this kid has something else, like th- that baseball instincts, right, that just right. oozing out of him. That's like not – that's not that's not a play that you train for. It's not, nah. it's not a play you coach. It's just kind of instincts. 
for a 19 year old or 20 year old kid, however long he, how old yeah, he was on that play, that was that that was special. That's special. And so that was kind of that first moment, All right? When you realize this kid's special, and then the the next year is when he made the play, which Out, was the greatest foul play. Territory. Yeah, and then and let's listen to That's, it. This is the greatest play ever yes. made. Very athletic, T.J. McFarland. Here's Luis Cruz. He Luis Cruz. Poor Luis Cruz. Manny Machado, foul territory, long throw. Oh, mercy! Got to see that one for a few years. And that's where it immediately became. He's the best third baseman since Brooks Robinson. Yeah, he's doing something that other people cannot do. And then that was 2013, so his second year. And then a couple injuries there. But... He he went on soon after that. To people started saying, "No, he's not the best third baseman since Brooks Robinson. He's better. He's just the best." Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. And then at the same time is when we start to see his offensive numbers move up. Yeah, and him get better behind the plate. Yeah, a couple of my favorite memories of him, though, a couple of my favorite favorite highlights are not like predominantly out there, but one is um, there. There's two incidents. One with the whole Boston thing where he slid into Dustin Pedroia at second. And then for yes. that whole series, he went off. He he went off in the locker room with with a, a rant against Boston organization, which is great. Right. And then what, that's one of my favorites. And then he went off at the plate. Um, I think, and and that was, I believe, that was a series where he hit the large, longest home run ever by a visitor, um, in Fenway Park, four hundred sixty six feet. Uh, uh, so he went off, and he always did that again. That the same thing happened with Josh Donaldson, right? There was an issue with Josh Donaldson, uh, and I have this clip where he comes back. He goes to Oakland after the whole incident with the bat throw and the Josh Donaldson incident, and and fans greet him with all these boos. And of course, Manny Machado in his first pitch he sees in Oakland does this. He's not a good player, and he's gonna get a little revenge. Goodbye. <laughs> That's a great call. That's a great call. Rising to the occasion. Delivers a two-run homer in the top of the seventh inning. And the Orioles are back on top four to two. What a way to respond. And that's and that's, you know, a sign of a superstar, right? Like he would always do right. that. Whenever something happened, he would always kind of rise to the occasion. Uh, which was I don't know, that that that's again that kind of special quality that you really can't that you really can't coach. I was trying to think about, um, like, comparing this to other people we've lost in the past. Lost. I mean, like, traded away or signed somewhere else. We've never had this situation. We've never had a superstar that we've traded away. Yeah, the only one for me personally that that I think of is is Mike Messina. Oh, I thought you were going Jake Arrieta there. Or or, um, what's his name? Brian Mattis. No, because when Mike Mussina left, I was 17. I had the picture on the wall. And except we didn't trade Mussina. Right, he left. He left. That was, but that was also doing way. I I feel like if Manny left to free agency, if Manny left in the off season, I could handle those a whole lot better. You think so? Yeah, because he could leave and like, um, Zach. Let's say we don't trade Zach Britton. He's done with this team at the end of September. Right. That gives me like four or five months to deal with it before I have to see the Oriole uniform. I guess I think in some ways though it was even worse because. A, it was he went with the Yankees. Sure, okay, yes, and, and it wasn't Dodgers. I don't know. I can't even. I, stay, stay, I can't stay up late, late, late enough to watch the Dodger games. And then also the fact that I was I was seventeen, and right. you get thirty four, you become more cynical, and, and you realize o- it's a business more than you do maybe at the 17. Orioles were good then too. Yeah, and they, and they were and that good. Was, that was part of like 
It's, it's they, a whole lot easier to lose people when you're good. Right. And, like, we assume we're going to lose Manny. But back back then, we were spending as much as any as much as the Yankees. I mean, we, we were spending up with the other yeah, teams. Yeah, we were one of the top spending teams, definitely. Because yeah. um, that's, that's, that was pre-Nationals. We had the money. We had a full stadium every night. Yeah. But but that's that's the best and that and and to compare it to Mike Messina, you got to go back seventeen years and there's really no one else I can I can think of that even right, and, like and Weeders and, and all the other ones don't really register right. and it's still not the same it's quite the same it's not it's not but but the the thing that does remain the same is when you have a player that you love a great player for your team and you lose them no matter if you're seventeen or thirty four it sucks it sucks yeah, to it lose does. great players yeah I think it's not fair to. I think the other thing that has been striking me this week, it's really weird because it does. It's almost like Manny Machado died. It's almost like the the way my conversations about Manny have been in the past week. The way week, Jonathan Scope has talked about him. Yeah, the, the fact that Jonathan Scope <laughs> is, now is, using crying, his, is now using his locker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in memory of Manny Machado. Mean, it really is like a member of Birdland has died. And it's – I know – and. He's going to thrive in L.A. I don't even think he stays in L.A. next year. I think we're going to hear a lot about Manny this offseason, and who knows, he might come back to the American League. But Yeah, I think the favorites right now are Phillies or Yankees. Yeah. But what kept striking me was what if, and all these what ifs this year, uh, this week, with especially like his first knee injury in 2012. That team was so good. Yeah, That team was so much fun. What if? Manny Machado didn't blow out his knee. A few years later, what if Manny Machado didn't blow out his knee again? Yeah, and I mean, we certainly were, were cheated a couple a couple yeah. years there. And do you remember how ugly that first uh, injury was? I refuse to watch it again. Well, I'm gonna make you. I'm not gonna. I'll listen to the audio. I'm not gonna watch it. Oh, it just went in. Ooh. caught that corner of the bag, and his knee went. Oh, inward. Oh, I, like. I feel like the Manny Machado. Oh, Manny Machado down after making the turn at first base, and that really looks bad. Yeah, that's not good. I feel like there was this string of where, like, suddenly the internet and videos, like HD video, was just showing us this gruesome injury, sports injuries. And I think of Manny Machado's knee injury to first base was like the first one where it's like, oh, HD is too much. And then you had the then you had the basketball player and like the one of the NCAA basketball players that had like the bones split through, and yeah, suddenly yeah. it was like HD and the internet was giving us yeah. too much information. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, but you you and and you got to remember when he first came up uh, in 2012, and I know he got the injury in 2014, but in 2012 when he first came up, we had all kind of defensive issues. Betamit was our third baseman, but it was amazing because he came in and played an awesome third base. Bedford right. was out of there, and then it was like for August and September, um, we had like a, a winning percentage of close to seven hundred, propelled yeah. us into the playoffs. Um, it's just amazing how one guy can can make that much of a difference. I was listening to Tim Kirchin, I think it was talk talk about it, um, and Tim Kirchin said he asked he was talking to, I guess talking to Buck Showalter about it, and he was and Buck, Buck Showalter was talking to John Russell back in two thousand twelve, and they said, hey, listen. We, we, we need a third baseman. What should we do? And John Russell was like, you should call up Machado. And then later, Buck was like, hey, you know, we need a catcher to help this team. What should we do? And he was like, you should call up Manny. 
And then later he was like, we need a, another starting pitcher. What should we do? And he call, oh, called man. Manny. As it, and it really kind of was like that. <laughs> right, right? Like, Manny picks everything. Yeah, he didn't catch for you or, or pitch, but he kind of solved all your problems. And that's what superstars do. They kind of solve all your yeah. problems. Yep. And, 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 I, and I know, like, and I get it that, listen, we're bad with him this year. So it really doesn't matter. And, and, and I get that he's going to make an, – and even – I can't imagine that we ever had a chance to keep him at any point. I know there's talks no. that we were in to- talks with resigning, and maybe we didn't pursue that enough. But not, not according to scope. Yeah, uh, but but I I think players like this go to free agency. If they're smart, they go to free agency, right? And and we would never be able to compete at that level, even if we didn't sign Chris Davis. We never compete at that level. Um, but still, with, with all that said, I mean, still the the, the guy's 25 years old. He still has a ton of good years ahead yeah, of him. Yeah, he has I, a whole I, career ahead we, of him. We haven't seen – I don't even think we've seen the best of Manny Machado, which, which is kind of insane to no. think about. We haven't seen – I mean, he do, he wasn't great in the playoffs. I think he had one home run in the playoffs, but his batting average isn't good. He didn't have that much chance in the playoffs. I mean, I think I'm excited to see the Dodgers in the playoffs to see what Manny Machado does with all the – because like I said before, and like the highlights show, he rises to the occasion. And so I, I think if you put him in a playoff situation, World Series situation, ooh, I think it's going to be fun to watch. It's just sad we have to watch them over uh, yep. and over again with another team. It gives me a reason to cheer for the Dodgers. It gives me a reason because it will be. It, seeing Manny Machado grow up is something special. And I hope that we get to see him get a ring. I'd rather him get a ring this year with the Dodgers than next year with the Yankees. Yeah, I hope I hope he gets a ring on a team that I can cheer for. You know, it really sucks for something about those – 15-year-olds, the 14-year-olds, 13-year-olds. Those kids. It really sucks for them. Uh, it you sucks know what? for everybody. But I think kids sucks for the kids a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. You know, here's what I you know, I spent a bunch of time working with teenagers the past few years and all. And what I learned with them is a lot of them don't have a favorite team. They have favorite players. Yeah. And I realized that's a, because a lot of that is driven because of the NBA and how players jump around. Yeah. And you're starting to see that in baseball and even a little bit in football. Where I can understand that that I can understand that mindset of I don't cheer for the Orioles, I cheer for Manny Machado. Yeah. For me personally, it will never be that way. I've well, been too much I totally root for the, the laundry. Yeah. But I can see but, that. But we I'll also totally root understand. for Nick Marcakis to be successful. I totally I root for Matt Wheaters to be successful. And um, we're gonna root for Manny right. Machado to be successful. Now it doesn't change we're not Dodger fans now. No. Uh, but we root for Manny Machado to be successful, so and that means Dodgers being successful, okay, fine. Right. Oh man, yeah, but this it's 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 weird, right? It's weird it's, to see to see pictures of him, to see him playing shortstop in in the Dodger Blue. It's weird. We're wearing the number eight. But somehow, yeah, we're in the number eight. Shout out to Kobe Bryant. Right, right. But specifically being asked, is that for Cal Ripken? And Manny, I love the way Manny has handled all of this. But Manny, you know how sensitive Baltimore is. All you had to say is, yes, it's for Cal and for Kobe. I never bought that for a second because if he would do that, Based on what I've seen from, he, he would have put it out on his social media. Well, well no, he would have put number, he would have worn number five, right? Oh yeah, for Brooks. For Brooks, you're right. Uh, because Wait, that's the guy who's always kind hold of. Hold on, number five must not be available, because you're right. Number five is who he should be wearing. That because that would make more sense, but but I I get the this is a fresh start for him. Shout out to L.A. the Lakers, Kobe. I thought he was a little bit too too young to be a huge Kobe fan, but good for him. Like, I'm a huge Kobe fan because Kobe was in his prime when I was, like, in high school. Um, 
Manny was probably a little elementary school in Kobe's prime. <laughs> Number five would have been really awkward for him to wear. Why? Corey Seager. Oh. So, you know, come take the guy's position, take his number. Yeah. No, I like I, I like a shout out to to Manny Machado for taking Kobe Bryant's doing a shout out to Kobe Bryant, like embracing the new place. Yeah. Totally. That, that, that's, that's what you do. I'm all for, I'm that, all for that. I don't mind do. it at all. Uh shout out to Jerry Harrison Junior for spreading false rumors that it was about Cal Ripken. Oh. And everyone just trusted him. You mean World Series winner uh, Jerry Hurston? Yeah, for, uh, he won it for the Dodgers, right? Oh, I thought maybe Yankees. Was it the Yankees? I don't remember. He's the Dodgers like play-by-play guy now. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. I was always just let the record show Jerry Hurston versus Brian Roberts. I was always Team Jerry Hurston, Junior. <laughs> That's right. You were. Yeah, but Brian Roberts I think did have the better career. All right, yeah. So that's I feel I feel I feel a little bit better about this talking through this uh, this Manny Machado stuff. It's gonna take time. Again, but uh, you know, I, I'm not me, I'm not ready to joke about it on Twitter yet. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not gonna be there for a while. And I don't see anything to to joke about. Until, you know, when I'll make a comment when we see him lazily jog to first base. That's that's when I'll be over my Manny Machado. Well, and 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 that's when I'll be saying what I always did that I would rather him. Hit three hundred, hit thirty home runs, and jog occasionally out to first base if he's, if, he, if he's on my team. Right. I'll forgive him for that. Um, yeah. So back to the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, what we got for for me? They're so stupid. Is that Beckham again? Be- Beckham just got picked off at first base immediately coming out of the rain delay. Uh, right. It was I, amazing we lost yesterday too. This team was, was really yes- was yesterday when Beckham forgot to st- miss second base. Or was that, that the night before? Ago. Was that, that two, was two days, days ago? ago? They all run together. You, you see, Manny Machado was calling. He was yelling at him about it. Yeah, yeah, I saw. I him. like that. Yeah, because that's the other thing is that we didn't cover with the Manny thing. Is could you imagine being twenty five and yanked away and like knowing that all this stuff is great for your career, but it's still got to be awkward to now not be with Scope and be crying together <laughs> two, guess, two men who are, who have been together for so long. I, I've been an emotional wreck, but. Do you think uh, it's a little bit much this scope and Manny <laughs> this, <laughs> this, and this uh, crying and in there uh, he's using his locker now? Do you think it's a little no, bit over the top? I don't. I don't think it's at all. I mean, th- they've been together since what? Frederick Keys, right? Yeah. And they think of the amount of bus trips that they've been together in single A and double A and triple A. Think of the amount of plane rides. Think about the amount of hotel rooms, dinners together. Take, take baseball out of it and think of how much time they have spent together. Like, no one, Jonathan Scope and Manny Machado have a closer relationship and know more about each other than their wives. Like, they just, they just do naturally. Like, they spend more time together. That is their, I mean, w- people joke about work wives. Those, yeah. are, those two, are, that's their work wives. Yeah, here, here's a couple of quotes from Scope. He said, I went to his house, to, 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 to Manny's house. I won't see him because he's a Dodger. I broke down and started to cry. I wish him the best and emotions are still going on. This guy believed in me more than I believed in myself. He pushed me to the limit. Me and him fight like brothers and two months later we're good. That's what brothers do. He told me that I could be the best. You know what I, you know what I can't wait for? Yeah. October. To see Jonathan Scope sitting in Dodger Stadium cheering on Manny Machado. Yeah. Because you know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know Scope's going out there to support him. 
Yeah. And that's going to be so much fun and give me some type of joy with the Orioles at like 40 wins. Yeah. It is. And there's um I've worked with good friends of mine and there there's it's it's fun to work with people that that you're also friends with outside of work. It right. doesn't always happen. Um so, yeah, it's Yeah, I I saw he was uh talking about scope carrying the torch he was rooting for him when he hit that home run at the uh yeah to tie the game and like the you said, we, of course eventually lost scope has moved into manny's locker and left up like a sign or something that manny had in there yeah um though the report did come out that we haven't talked to manny to to john the scope at all about yes about that's a scope from scope scope said no one's talked to him about an extension which is really really sad yeah, I said because that. I, said, I tweeted out that this is the saddest thing I've I've, I've seen of all of, of the scope quotes. Um, this quote, and the quote is: "Is scope said they didn't try to re-sign Machado, and they haven't tried to sign me, so I cannot put it in my mind they didn't do it. They have got a reason why they didn't do it, right? So it's and I the reason they didn't do it is because they're incompetent. I don't know. And part of the reason, and I can kind of give them a little bit of a pass for not doing it with Jonathan Scope because he was so bad before July. But I feel like, and now you're super busy with trades. But I feel like once you get past, what that, about last off season though? Like that's when it should have happened. Yeah, last but I, it should have. It should have. Maybe your argument there is he's is coming he, off his best season, his best career. season ever. Yeah. So here's what I'm saying: forget all that. August first. Get past the trade deadline. I know you're very busy with that. August 1st, you've got to extend scope. You need some foundation for this rebuild. I know we're going through a rebuild, but you need some foundation there. You need someone. You need a, a, a cornerstone, not just for the players and some leadership for the players, but also for the fans. You need that guy there. Chris Davis is not that guy. The more – did you hear – not today. Did you hear Joe Orsalak on the fan this week? No, I don't listen to the fan. All right, he said, he said that he knows what's wrong with what's wrong with Chris Davis. That he could fix Chris Davis in 15 minutes, but that Chris Davis is too stubborn to listen to anyone, even hating coaches, to correct themselves. All right. So whether that's true or not, it's it shows that it's more than just fans that are irritated. People who know better are also irritated with John with. Chris Davis. Oh, really? I see. I am. I'm not irritated with Chris Davis anymore. I'm totally over Chris Davis. Yeah, right. He I is, know you're over it. He couldn't be further from my mind. But right. I, but I agree with you, Josh. The question because everyone's saying, "What's the future? Let's rebuild." If we're trying to rebuild, then trade everyone away whose contract is is up within the next three years. Right. But I think a case could be made to say, I don't, "We could have." It doesn't mean you have to trade every single player away. You can re-sign guys. And you can build around a couple players, and so you have to decide. Right. And I think it's a it's a fair question to ask: Re- Is Jonathan Scope the type of guy you want to build around? Right. Rebuild does not mean fourteen years. I hope not. Right. You hope that rebuild, especially when you have trade chips like Manny Machado, Zach Britton, uh, maybe Jonathan Scope, maybe Kevin Gosman, maybe Dylan Bundy. When you have these type of trade chips, that shortens your rebuild process. You Hopefully. hope. Yeah. You, you hope. Know, right. So. So, so let's say it takes three years. That's what I'm. That's what I keep putting my hope in is 2021, 2022. Now, someone would argue, well, John the Scope's contract's up next year, 2019. Right. But you could Give also him another argue five years. in three years, he's going to be 29. So it's not like he's going to be over the hill. He's going to right. be still in his prime at 29 in three years. 
Um, and so twenty nine and thirty, you could have him right, give him another three years. Yeah, um, and 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 the, the and he's so he's twenty six right now, and and Dylan Bundy I think might be twenty five right now, and so D- D- Dylan Bundy's another guy that I could see them re signing and not necessarily trading away because right because you look at him and you say okay, um, he's twenty five now. What in about three or four years? What, he's going to be twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah. What about Gosman? He's having a better year than Bundy. Yeah, and and I am um, listen, but they, I'm also open to trading both of those guys depending on. What you can get back, yeah, and and that's what everyone says. I'm not, I'm not open to trading Dylan Bundy. I like him too much. His horse legs or something about him. I don't know. I'm 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 enamored with Dylan Bundy and the potential to be special. And how many times do we have? To, I'm not finding a really good starting pitcher as Oriole fans know is really hard. And I think we're pretty close to Dylan Bundy. <laughs> right. That's so I want, is, I want to ride it out. I mean, then that's the question: is, Have we found one? Right, and I think Dylan Bundy can be that guy, and he also has another year. Like he has three more years. Kevin Gossman has two more years, so I'm much more likely to trade. And Kevin Gossman has been too up and down. I really don't get him. He'll have good halves of seasons, terrible right. halves of seasons. Um, where I think Dylan Bundy, it's been some other stuff like injury stuff that preventing him from being great. Um, so Kevin Gossman, I'm all about it. If you can get a, a decent return for him, trade Kevin Gossman. I'm all about it. Because um, I don't see us re-signing Dylan, Dylan Bundy and Kevin Gossman. I think you have to kind of choose between those two. Which one do we want to re-sign? They're right. both young pitchers, so we both can they can, we can sign both of them if they wanted to. But financially, I would want to invest. I feel better about investing with Dylan Bundy than I do with Kevin Gossman. And this offseason might be a good time to approach Dylan Bundy for a bit of an extension. Right um, on a down season. Yeah, and given Dylan Bundy's injury history, he might be uh, uh, open to a couple extra years after arbitration based on kind of his history right so um but that does still leave us with some trade ships yeah and the big one right now is zach Britton. yeah where they're saying that trade could come as early as this week they're saying um anytime zach Britton takes them out now could be his last time we get to see him in an oriole uniform so it's very similar to the talk we heard before manny was traded but there apparently there is such high demand for a closer that we're seeing the astros the dodgers the uh, who else? There was like three or four teams: Astros, Cubs, Dodgers, Cubs. Cubs are big Those were the three big ones. Brewers too. Yeah, Brewers were interested. You mentioned the Red Sox and the Yankees. Yeah, they're Red both. Everyone, interested. everyone's interested. Yeah, and they're saying that they're saying that everyone but the Indians. And, and Zach Britton has not given up a run in July. Yeah, his, so his fastball is up into the upper nineties. He's, 90, right. he's doing ni- ni- ninety six and ni- ninety seven. So they're saying that the haul from Zach Britton could be on par with what we got from Manny Machado, which is hard to believe. It would. I would have never believed you if you told me that a month ago, right? Because this is a guy coming off from a couple of different right. injuries, right? Who hasn't even last year when he was healthy, he didn't look great. But what it shows me is that pitching and reliable pitching is still more valuable than a position player in baseball, or at least seen as more valuable. And and it's and it seems like that's where a lot of teams have that hole is a reliable closer, a reliable guy at the end of the game. Reminds me of Andrew Miller many years ago and how much of an impact he made for even as a rental in Baltimore. Yeah, but you know, Zach Britton this year has pitched in 15 innings. Yeah. That's it. I know. That's it. And so you you got to have a lot of faith in your scouting report that he's back to really invest in this guy. I'm, I'm actually surprised that there's been so much interest in Zach Britton. I think he's a stud. I think he can be a game changer. Um, but like except this bullpen so important, but I'm just really surprised that people we, are buying he's back. Right. Well, except we've done the same thing. We watch the games and we see that ball moving, yeah. and we say, "All right, that's the Zach Britton that we know." Because you really, because with 
it's interesting, right? Because with him, you just need that one pitch. I mean, yeah. that, that, that sinker is the best pitch in baseball when it's on. Right. And if you have that on and you can lo- locate it, yeah, like you want that guy on your, on your team. I tell you what, you're talking about re-signing. Uh, I don't know if we can get into this, but you mentioned the other day about re-signing, trading away Adam Jones and re-signing him. If you were to ask me, based on the people that are leaving in free agency this year, who do I want to re-sign? Of course, number one is Manny Machado. But number two on that list would be Zach Britton. I'd rather re-sign Zach Britton than Adam Jones. See, I don't, I don't think you can because what's the point of having a closer if you're not going to be in that position to close out games? Well, my, my reasoning would be, first of all, I think the guy is insanely good. Are you, you going to convert him to a starter? We've been down that path. No, he said he doesn't want to. And so I shouldn't, right? Just like Manny Machado should go out there and say, "I don't want to play shortstop. I'm an outstanding third baseman." But whatever. But 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 the reason I would I would sign because Adam Jones, you cannot trade once you re-sign him. No, I feel like there's always, especially if Zach Britton will be as good as I think he can be. I mean, you just look at his numbers. There, I know 2016 was his ridiculous year where he should have won the, the 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 Cy Young. But the two years before that, he had an ERA under two. He's just been – he's, I think, one. I think, even with him being great and all this interest, I still think in some ways he's, he's underrated for how great he's been over the few yeah, years because of all these injuries. But he's getting a lot of money as a closer. He's very expensive. Yeah, uh, I mean – Like $10 million, I think. Oh, this ten year? and a half million this year. I mean, yeah, it's his, like la- it's his last year of arbitration, so they usually make a good amount. Right, so that's going to go up. So that makes it tough to keep him and tough to pay that amount. Uh, for the next season, when you're especially when you're using that R word, yeah, I'll probably go to the Phillies like everybody else. But I'm saying, but that's the guy everybody always wants. I hope relievers, he goes, lefty relievers. I hope he goes to the Dodgers because I want a team. To, I want just keep sending everyone out there. I want to root for them. Yeah, it'd be. Uh, yeah, and yeah, then I guess I, I I don't know. I'm not really rooting for with. with I'm thinking back to that Manny Machado deal, and I'm starting a little disappointed in what we got it back. To be honest. The more I think about it, what this team needs more than anything is starting pitching. Is starting pitching, and you could also argue middle infielders or like short st- or left side right. infield, shortstop, yep. shortstop, third, third baseman. Base. Depending on how much you believe in Ryan Mountcastle as a, as a future third third baseman, but shortstop certainly. I mean, we've seen Tim Beckham here be a knucklehead out there, yep. day in and day out. Um, and we didn't get we didn't get a shortstop back, and we didn't get any starting pitching back for. Manny Machado. Does that give you pause at all? Yes, it does. A little bit. It's like that guy, that outfielder, he's got to be something special. He's got to be, and he's got to come up there, and he's got to make an impact, and he's got to be Adam Jones caliber because the rumors of the guy from the Phillies, that was starter material. And that that was Adina or whatever. That guy was going to work up and be in your rotation in a couple years. So... The guy from the, Phillies, Medina. The yeah. guy from Phillies. Yeah. And to say, to turn that down, in theory, again, we don't know if it was actually offered. It's just rumors. Yeah. But to turn something down like that for this group of guys, you got to think that that outfielder's got to be something special. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I know he came up and he struggled in his first game with Bowie. And everyone well, made a big deal about it. Well, but he also threw a guy out at home plate. I think he threw two guys out that game. I uh, just missed one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yes, but but Diaz, he better be good, and because and it's interesting to hear people talk. Like I heard Buster Olney talk about it. His thought was, "Listen, corner outfield, which Diaz projects to be yeah. a corner outfielder, that's the easiest position to find 
you know, in baseball. Right. There's always outfitters left in free agency. Maybe, but then you look at, all right, you can fill them with Trumbo and Mancini. Yeah. That's not really, I wouldn't call that filling them, you know? Yeah, I, I would, yeah, you could argue, look at right field since Nick Marquette gets left, right? And exactly. So if, it, if it's that easy to, to fill, then why haven't we been able to fill it? Um, and I, from hearing people talk about it, 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 it depends on the perspective, right? If you compare the Machado trade to the Aradas Chapman, which people continually do, then the Machado deal will look like a disappointment compared to the Aradas Chapman right. trade to the Cubs. Um, but if you compare it to the JD Martinez trade that happened last year, all of a sudden it looks like a win. So it's all it's all relative on what you yeah what you compare it to. And the, every year it's going to be different teams and different availabilities. Though what about this criticism? Which I, I was thinking about this. I don't know if this is fair or not. That the Orioles should have said, "Hey, we want like for the Dodgers, we want May." Or yes. for the Phillies, we want Sanchez, um, Sixto, Sixto Sanchez, whatever the guy's name is, and and he, this is the guy we want. Straight and if, up. If you give it, well, even the package, and if you give it, if you give him to us, we'll, you can have Manny. If not, we'll wait. Right. And kind of whatever team flinches first, right? Right. Because there was no rush. They made the deal two weeks before the deadline. Like, why can't you hold it and like, right? Uh, hold, hold hold their feet to 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 the fire until one team gives in. Right, I've heard people criticize orders for that, too. I, and I agree with that. I, I'm trusting the Orioles, but I do say, well, I totally understand the criticism of saying, well, that was the best deal we got when you didn't hold their feet to the fire. I also understand on the Orioles' half of this Manny Machado is our phone calls, our, our phone's ringing nonstop with Manny Machado. We need to move Manny Machado so we can move Britain, so we can move Jones. Yes, there's still two weeks left, but we got a whole team we got to move. Yeah. Yeah, um, Justin just commented in the chat room, and this really annoys me. We got fleeced in the Manny trade, and this is this. I see this all the time on Twitter. The initial reaction from both teams is everybody wants to say one team got right. fleeced, another team, another when team. When you have won. no idea, first of all, you have let no play, idea. Let it play out. Yeah. Secondly, everyone agrees that this was the fa- like this is the best the Orioles could do. Right. Even if you didn't like it, everyone agreed this is the best. So I am, your argument was, if you didn't like this deal, then the Orioles could have taken it and said, either we'll take a lesser deal or take no deal at all. The only way the Orioles get fleeced is if they make no deal at all. Right? Yeah. But, but it's possible. Hold up. Just bear with me for a second. Is it possible, boys and girls, that the Dodgers, who won the trade, they win because they get Manny Machado for a playoff run and for the World Series, hopefully. They win. Is it possible, though, that the or- that Diaz turns into a really good outfielder, a Nick Markakis-type outfielder, maybe somewhere in between Nick Markakis and Adam Jones in that range, and all of a sudden the Orioles win, too? Is it possible that we didn't need Manny Machado gotta- for 11 weeks? Dodgers do, so we both won the deal. Right. Is that possible? I you, think it is. got to remember that five days after the trade, the Seattle Mariners thought they won the Eric Bedard trade. Yeah. Orioles look back at that as the best trade that we've done in recent history. Yeah. You gotta remember perspective and timelines. Yeah, or, you gotta let it play out. Or the Yankees and Cubs. The Cubs won the World Series the day they got Aradas Chapman, or the year they got Aradas Chapman. They won that trade. But uh, Torres, or uh, whatever his name for for the Yankees, Gabriel Torres. Right. He, he's turned into a really good player, and and Chapman signed back with the Yankees. So the Yankees won it too. In that scenario, the Yankees win, won, win. and the Cubs won. It's possible right. for two teams. To yeah. Win. Why does there always have to be one team got ripped off, one team got? Right. I don't understand Dodge, that. Mindset. Dodgers made this move to win the World Series this year. They're all about this year. For us, as Oriole fans, we got to wait and see what these five guys do. 
If they yeah. don't make it to the majors and they don't contribute, then maybe it wasn't a great move. But if they come up and they make an impact and they help with the rebuild, then we won also. Yeah, and by the way, Kramer in his first start um, threw, I think, six innings, got six strikeouts yeah, in his first good. game at, 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 at Bowie. And that's a guy no one's talking about as part of that deal. And and the guy, the the Ryland, not Ryan, but Ryland, Hit, hit a home run in his uh, his first home run at How Bowie. How about Pop? Have we seen Pop yet? I don't know if Pop has made an appearance yet. But but they all jump right up to Bowie. Um, I heard Adam Pohl talking about these guys because yeah. they're all going to, to Adam Pohl land, but the Bowie Bay, Bay, Bay Sox. And all these are younger players except for um, the one guy's going to AAA, the older 26-year-old. But they're all 21, 22. Yep. So they're kind of young players even for even for AA. And that's the thing to do, and that's what we're going to do, is go down to Bowie and check these guys out. Bowie's team is looking pretty good now. Yeah. We yeah. were going to go this week. It's rainy, so we won't go. Yeah. And Tim Tebow got hurt. And Tim Tebow got hurt. Out for the year, you said. Out that? for the year, yeah. That's too bad. He was going. He was in the talks to get the call-up this year to the Mets, too. Yeah. So that's too bad. By, by the way, I like I like reading like one sentence on Facebook and then just going on a rant about it where they can't talk back at all because I have the microphone and they just have a keyboard on Facebook, so... I like that. Hey, did you also know about the the trade? This is like a, this is like freaking international with with the, with this deal. Okay. Um, the one guy, I gotta look up all the names. Oh, the, you, right. You mean because we don't sign ever sign international guys, and now we got some in our organization. All the guys are the yeah. the, the the guy went to Norfolk. Um, the utility player Bonero. What's his name? Let me look this up. Um, he's from Venezuela. All right. The D- Diaz is Cuban. Diaz is Cuban. He's compared to Puig yeah, all the time. Who, who the Dodgers spent like $30 million on. Yeah, they spent um, a lot. Yeah. And Dan Duquette's like, look, I didn't even have to pay for this guy. Look at him. <laughs> right, I'm like, right, Dan Duquette right. just signed. That's a guy that the Dodgers didn't have to draft, just paid some money, and he's one of their top prospects, whatever. Hey, hey we, they said, remember, remember, Duquette said, we're going to get into international <laughs> international draft pick. Yeah. Then... So, so, so we got Venezuela, Cuba. Then um, I believe Pop is from Canada. I was going to say, he's got to be a North American guy. Kramer. Kramer? Yeah. Where's he from? Israel. He's, a, oh, he's Israeli. Oh, that's, that's a Dan Duquette guy. So, uh, yeah, that might be a Dan Duquette uh, con- connection. He, he must have went through Dan Duquette's school. Um, but he, he's, he's, his par- both his parents are from Israel. Okay. Um, uh, and I think the Ryland... Is he's American? Okay, so one American. Yeah, gotcha. Well, yeah, I saw that your Twitter thread the other day was they were trying to take it down the path of the uh, Orioles only sign white I Americans. My, my, so. my, I, I made one tweet and it was hijacked for this whole conversation <laughs> about, about race. I participated in none of it. I thought like it didn't even warrant a comment. It didn't even make sense. No, that we didn't. We're not signing scope. Or Be, Manny right, because he's not white. Because he's not white. Because because the comparison is that we re-signed Chris Davis. Yeah. It didn't even warrant a conversation. Like, yeah. like that kind of comment does not warrant a response. Yet there was like this whole thread. Yeah, there was a whole lot of people, lot of people whole talking about it. Like guys, just and the one guy who made the initial comment, I think he was just trying to be funny as a joke. Right. He was not a part of the response either. It was just like this whole conversation about how this guy was wrong. Who didn't even? It was whatever. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, Adam Jones would be the other guy who's out there. Yeah, he's uh. I just I keep assuming that the Orioles will trade him because I think Adam Jones would want to be traded and would want to go to one of these contenders. He's got the ten yeah. five, he needs to approve any trade. Yes. Which I don't quite understand, but whatever, he's gotta approve it. Right. You think he you th- he will if the Indians 
wanted to trade for him. He would approve that, right? Why would he not want it? Do you think? The only scenario I can think that he wouldn't approve a trade is he does have some bad history because 75% of Boston fans are racist. So he might have some issues going to Boston, right? Could that like be a potential problem? I don't yeah, know. I could see. I could see that. Maybe I don't know. But, but but again, he wants to win a ring. Yeah. And so I think, and I, there's been nothing. There's no talk about Boston. No, Jones, and the Indians are the only team that keep, name keeps coming up with Adam Jones, and that's simply because their outfield sucks. Yeah, and one was just I saw another one just got hurt. So that makes sense. And honestly, and I'm so biased here. Like I, I don't understand. Like I want to like. I would want Adam Jones on my team, if nothing more than the I, locker room presence, the veteran lead, lead, leadership. Yeah. I know people think that's a made-up thing, no. less like mysticism, but I would want him on my team. But I'm biased. Adam I, Jones, want, I want all Orioles on. Adam on Jones my team, is my favorite. Adam Jones is my favorite Oriole. He's Mister Oriole outside of Brooks, uh, and then I guess outside of Cal. But Adam Jones is for this generation. He's the face of the organization, and I even saw another uh, major league executive comment about how just Adam Jones in your locker room, even if he's not on the field, makes your team better Yeah, because of his veteran leadership, his attitude, and how he plays the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, people are, are commenting on the, on, the, on the Facebook chat about Gosman and Bundy as potential trade candidates. Sure. I, I don't – here's what I don't know, and, and maybe I need to do more research on this. And I'll ask you, Josh, who, what would – garner a better return it's 11 weeks of Manny Machado yeah or three years of Kevin Gossman <laughs> right I think three years of Kevin Gossman so you think you get a better package back for Kevin Gossman than you did for Manny Machado uh, pitchers pitchers are much more highly valued look at the crap this that is- we gave up for pitchers that were just average pitchers to help us get through as rentals yeah, and this is a very weak market for pitchers. It's a very weak market for pitchers. But, but Kevin well, Gossman's inconsistent. No, but I know. But that almost plays to it. When you look at the teams, then the Orioles' track record with pitching, where you can say, I've seen enough from Gossman, I've seen enough from Bundy, they get him in my Yankee organization, and they're going to be superstars. Yeah. You can almost see like that whole, the Orioles don't know how to develop pitchers. They lucked out with these two guys that keep showing a little bit of flashes. We can go. We can take them all the way. Look what the Cubs did to Arietta. So you think they're talking about Machado like packages when you talk about Kevin Gossman? And if they are, is that something that you would consider doing for three years? I would hope so. And yes, because again, you're talking about rebuild. You're you're trading Bundy or Gossman to a team who wants pitching this year, next year, and the following year. Yeah. That wants like three years of pitching. You're hoping that they're then going to trade you starters that are ready in two to three years, ready to come up. And yeah, I think you're talking about packages. I don't. It's so hard to say you'll get more for Kevin Gosman than Manny Machado, because logically it doesn't make sense. But it's pitching, and it's three years versus two months. So I would think, yeah, you could probably could. And if we're taking this R word seriously, if we're rebuilding, why not? Yeah. Uh, so it, it's two and a half years. In fairness, two and a half if you count the rest of this for year, Gossman, and then two and, more years, and then and three and a half three and for Bundy for. For, for Bundy. Um, I know Co- Co- Colorado, it seems like... I want him to go to go to, Co- to, to Colorado just because they've wanted him forever. He's from Colorado. Right. He's doesn't he have, I think he has a tattoo even of, of the Colorado flag or something on him. I think I remember seeing that on him. Who? Kevin Gossman. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from Colorado. Sorry, I was yeah. thinking Tillman. Tillman's from California. I know. Um, I, who cares about Tillman? He's is, he, DFA. is he in Oral anymore? No, he's not. He is not. Has he elected free agency? Yes, yes. Um, or whatever he is, open market. I guess it's free agency. So, yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see what the return would be like for two and a half years of Kevin Gossman. Like, how how, how do other teams view? Like, I know how I view Kevin Gossman, but how do other teams view Kevin Gossman? Um, and if you can get back a Manny Machado like package, like let's say you get a top 100 guy, and right. a few other really good prospects or, or average prospects, yeah. I guess you have to consider doing that. You too, have right? to because imagine yeah. for one. And the other teams, the other teams got to look at it and say, imagine if I get Gossman and Bundy out of the AL East and get them into the National League, where pitchers are always better in the National League. Yeah. I don't know about Colorado, though. Especially Dylan Bundy gives up a lot of home runs this year, it seems like. I know, but now he's pitching in, in Camden Yards, which yeah. is a hitter's park. Yeah. So, um, which is which takes you back to Manny. I can't wait to see some Manny Dongs in L.A. in that huge park. Yeah. But um, you got to think about the fact of, all right, so I got these – I got Diaz from Manny. If I can get another top thing, if we can end this season, trade Gosman, Bundy, Jones, Britton, Brock, maybe. Scope. Scope. Seriously now? Think about if you trade yeah. all these guys and we end the season with six guys coming in as our top prospects. We would definitely win the Eastern League Championship for yeah, AA. Definitely. Yeah. But then yeah. you build that all up. And they all hit in, in 2020, 2021, 2022. Yeah. They all hit the majors around then. Yeah. That's what you do to rebuild. Yeah, or, or that's what you do and you have that's the same thing. That's also how you crap the bed. That's all, and you have the same thing you had over. I mean, you could not be any more highly hyped uh, than, than a Dylan Bundy or a Kevin Gossman. Right. I mean, I'm looking at John's co- 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 comments in, in, in the chat room. Uh, about if we trade him, what does that say about all the hype the O's got him and our ability to assess talent? And it's right, like that's you. You are admitting kind of like, wh- like what what does that say about you as a franchise where you're taking these guys that you brought up, you drafted, you kind of nerd, you you've been through. I mean, how many times has Dylan Bundy been injured and you but kind see, of put, put put up with it, and now and now after all of that, you're saying okay, we're giving up now. I don't think you're giving up. I think you're coming to a realization of we are a small market team. Yeah. And this is what small market teams do. You have these windows. But we just, and we had 2012 to 2016, 2017. If you want to say, if you want to count last year before September, you had that five years. You had Bundy and Gosman penciled in for that timeline. Yeah. Now you've got, you've got this big mark where you know you're going to be poor for a couple of years. What you need to do is use these, use these guys that you have now to replenish the farm system so in three, four years, we can get another five-year stretch. Yeah, I understand that, Josh. But again, for that five-year stretch, I want a 29-year-old Dylan Bundy on my staff. Or or are we going to try this all over again with five random guys in the minors and hope it works out? Like, I'd rather have no, a I guy get it. I get that it. has you don't, some success. You want something there instead of just the cavalry is coming. Right, because we've we've been down that road before. I get it. Especially with the Orioles' ability to develop pitchers. You just can't assume, oh, we'll trade all these away, and in five years we'll have five awesome pitchers in the minors come up. My scary part would be what does another three years of losing do to Dylan Bundy and Kevin Gosman? I don't care. How does that affect them? How does having, How does that affect your – pitcher development if there's no support behind them well like like i said i'll choose i i would choose one and and, and the one i would choose is dylan bundy i'll say okay dylan bundy 
Um, I'm going to build my pitching staff around you. That's fine. Um, he seems to have the mentality for it too. Um, and then Kevin Gossman, uh, I would be more, much more open to to trade. But if again, I don't know how other teams see Kevin Gossman. Maybe they see him as you know a four and a half ERA guy, and this is who he is. Right. And in that case, you're probably not going to get as much back for him as we of would, course. As we would want. Of course. Again. I want the same – if I'm trading those guys, I want the same package I'm getting for Britton Machado. I want those top packages where suddenly we've got five guys who are better than anything we've ever had in our farm system in the past three years. Like I want, I want guys that, that rebuild your team. That's how you – do, you do a move like that, that's how you get put on the cover of, the, of Sports Illustrated for a look at this future team. That's what the Astros did. They got core players high up in the in those slots. Right. I mean, the, now the they white, did it through draft. We have to do it through trades and through international international uh, right. signings. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm surprised that you have such confidence in the Orioles' development staff to develop these players into into all stars. So yeah, is, you you have more confidence in no, them than I do. That's Josh. totally the scary part. It's totally the scary part, but as I keep saying, I think every week on this, we are a small market team, and you got to look at how small markets win baseball games and which, what they got to do. Which guy on our roster, on our ML, on the on the on the on the major league roster, has the most trade value? Zach Britton. More than Dylan Bundy. Zach Britton. Oh no way. Zach Britton. Hundred percent. No way. I think Dylan Bundy has more trade value than. You'll get more back for Dylan Bundy than you would Zach Britton. I think I think the demand for a closer like Zach Britton. I mean, we're talking about Zach Britton's going to get you the same as Manny Machado. Yeah. No, I think you get a lot more Maybe for more. three and a half years of Dylan Bundy. I don't even think it's close. If so, then I would throw Dylan Bundy out there. Yeah. Um, I I think you get a lot back, a lot more back than, than, than you would for Britton, and I want to do it. I think you get back more back than you would than, than you got for Manny. I think you get a lot more than you got back for Manny, and I still want to do it. Um, right, looking at the chat room here, who who could you say gets uh, Gossman, Bundy, Scope, Brock, and Britton? Who should be the leader? Um, after uh, if all those get traded, I I had that conversation today with with someone who's going to be the MVO this year. So let's say we trade Jones, yeah, we trade uh, Scope. Who who's your MVO? Well, even if we keep scope, I don't. Tim Beckham. I think uh, maybe Mark Trumbo might be the running favorite here. I mean, how would that make Orioles fans you know feel if Mark Trumbo won? Yeah, or maybe Mancini. Yeah. Maybe they'll give it to him. I mean, it's it's sad. I mean, Mancini's having a terrible year. Yeah. So I think Mark Trumbo is having. I could be wrong. He might be having the best year. Who's another guys. guy that because he's having such a good year, you might be able to get a little something for him. Yeah, I would more than anyone. I think Mark Trumbull would be the guy I would like to trade. Well, yeah, because then that opens up your right field. Yeah, and I think if I'm like if I'm a Colorado, if, or if I'm a team who needs either first baseman, or if I need a DH, I really like Mark Trumbull. I think he can be a decent uh, player for you. The problem is we have three first basemen, um, and so if we got rid of Mark Trumbull or Trey Mancini, got rid of one of those guys, I don't care either one of them. Right, it would give us. Um, more flexibility because we do have a bunch of outfielders coming, and if Trey Mancini, we can't have Trey Mancini sitting on the outfielder when when Diaz is ready to come no, up. Diaz, Mullins, Hayes, yeah. Stewart, all of them, they're outfielders. All the best players are outfielders. Yeah. Um, Joy says, "I get the idea of rebuilding, but how long? Uh, how long is it going to take for for at least four of the five players we got for Manny before they get to the majors? We have to keep someone worth watching now." 
and it's true. I'm not. Yes. A, I'm not a proponent of when it, losing 140 games every year. I don't want to watch this every year. No. Remember, yeah. Remember, even though in the dark ages, the Orioles would sign guys that they could market. Yeah, and 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 I, I don't want to do that. Right? Like I, I'd rather. I want young guys out on the field that are fun to watch. Yeah. That at least I can root for them. And if you're the Orioles, them develop. I'd rather lose with the $80 million payroll than lose with a $120 million payroll, right? So, yeah, l- let get good kids and then let them play. Right. Yep, let the kids play. Yeah. All right. Anything else as far as trade talk goes? Uh, Michael Givens. I don't think they should trade Michael Givens either. And He's M- been – he's yeah – Givens is a tough one. He's and, had up and downs this year. Yeah, and 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 my whole reason you're is you're not going to get what you want for him. Yeah, and I'm I'm overly and I know like I'm overly optimistic, but I look at Michael Givens, another guy who's going to be here for seven more years, and I think, listen, Michael Givens has a chance to be really good, and I I I think Doros should still trade him, just not right now. Like wait till he's good again, and then trade right, him. Right. I think get right his now. Value up. Yeah, right now I think you, you'll be selling low with 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 Gibbons. I mean, he has a four point five ERA this year. That's like last year was two point seven, and so he's he's having a, a bad year this year. And he's under team control until twenty twenty through twenty twenty one. So I'm saying like hold on to him, and then in the off season or next trade deadline when someone needs a reliever and he's having a great year, then you trade him. Um, but I don't I don't think you should sell low on right. They were just showing Kashner on the Masson screen. I think that's a guy that you could probably trade and get something for him. He's had a decent year. I don't think anybody wants Kashner. You don't think so? I don't think Another so. Another starting pitching? No, I don't think so. All right. But if someone does, go for it. But I don't think so. Uh, Josh, you want to talk at all about um, all-star stuff? I just uh, – we don't have to really get into it. I, I enjoyed, for the first time ever, I enjoyed Mike Trout. You know I'm on my uh, – not Mike Trout – I've always liked Mike Trout, you Bryce Harper. Mike, yeah. You know, I, I hate Bryce Harper. Right. I enjoyed Bryce Harper in the All-Star game he, or in the Home Run Derby. He literally saved that Home Run Derby from being a joke. Yes. I don't understand why they can't and get good Home Run hitters. They all bail no, on No one wants to do no it. No offense to Schwarber, but, 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 but we get, like, Judge, Staten, Cruz, Machado. Yeah. Like, huge names. And they don't want to do it anymore. I know. And so we got a bunch of bums in there. And then Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper and his dad saved the, the right. Home Run Derby. When I think Home Run Derby, I can't help. I think Home Run Derby, I always go back to Ken Griffey Jr. Okay, I go back to Josh Hamilton a little bit. Josh sooner. Hamilton, you're yeah. right. Josh Hamilton's another one as classic Home Run Derbies. This one's right up there Yeah, with Bryce Harper. The father-son relationship the father-son. Yeah. made it really special. The home crowd, I hate Washington. I hate the Nationals. I hate... Bryce Harper, the home crowd getting behind him. Especially given the kind of the tough awesome. year he's gone through this year. Yeah, the struggles he had. The Poor Bryce getting Harper. Behind yeah. him. The, the, the bandana is now as as symbolic as the Griffey backwards hat. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're I not, don't know if it's. it's a, in Washington, D.C., it level. is. Okay. It is. I don't know if it'll carry on like the Griffey. Like, you still think of Griffey today for the backwards hat. Yeah. You're not going to get that. But. It, it, I mean, they're now selling those bandanas everywhere in D.C. Right. And then the fact that he kind of cheated just adds more to the whole Bryce Harper, the fact that I hate him. Yeah. I don't think he – I don't think it really – I don't think it matters. Well, and and I think – and I don't really understand that because he cheated. Why? Because 
the guy the dad was throwing pitches before the ball yes. landed. But it's like that's like you're getting punished for hitting the ball really far. Right. That's what never really sense. That's to what me. I don't understand about the clock. Yeah, it should be you keep. And I think it's like rewarding players for not hitting long home runs. Right. Well, what it is is what it is is uh, it's all you know what it is. It's for the TV market. Right. It's for the TV crowd. Yeah. And I think they'll change that. I think they can easily change that to say this you is can throw PTI's fault. Sure. Because because they invented the clock. All right. Yeah, right. I think they, I think they changed that going forward that you can throw it because the other part is if you throw too fast is pacing yourself. Yeah. They, they should do it like they do in soccer, where you get the the extra time at the end, where no one know how no, no, knows how long it is. <laughs> it's you just get, right. it, until right. no one knows. <laughs> you just do it for a little the, while the, the, after uh, the time runs out. The penalty clock or whatever bonus yeah. clock. Yeah, right. Um, but no, it made the it made the home run derby extra special. The All Star game was okay. The All Star game, I was way more focused on Manny Machado and yep. all that. But I enjoy the mic'd up players in the All Star game. I, like I loved the them talking to the the guys on the field while the ball while the game, ball game was happening. Me too. I love that. The Orioles need to do that now that they're irrelevant. Um, yeah, I think it was really. I really enjoyed the All Star game, and I have not said that in a long, long time. Yeah, I don't think I've. This is the most I've enjoyed it as an adult. Yeah, I, I've talked about this in the past before. That's what they should do to make baseball. It's not. It's the, kind of the pace of play, but I think it offers so many opportunities to, to do things like this, like mic up people in the dugout, yeah. mic up players. Like, I think they should I do more, Adam, more of this. I see Adam Jones goofing off in the outfield all the time. Yeah. All I want to do is be part of that conversation. Yeah. Mic up the players. Yeah. It, and, and it doesn't have to be interviews, right? No, no. J- 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 just, just the, the sound. Just put the sound on. Yeah. It's special. So, yeah, I... um. So yeah, I really enjoyed the. All-Star but I love game. the interviews too. While while they're they were great out there, yeah, I love the interviews. Mike Trout call, 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 calling him out for a bad question. Uh, it was great. Yeah, Bryce Harper talking about Mike Trout. Yeah. during the game, all awesome. talking about how big Aaron Judge is. Yeah, I love. I I love the players having their cell phones out on the field during the game. Yeah, taking selfies. I like Manny Machado gets a second base and takes a selfie. Yeah, I love that with his with his future. Outfielder. Yeah, with his future outfielder. Yeah, it's great. Current outfielder. Yeah, I I enjoyed it too. I, and it's funny, right? Because baseball is the only, and and the the World Series did not matter for this All Star game. No, but baseball made it worked, right? Like, what other sport do you ever None. watch? None. None. I don't either. They all suck. Yeah, but baseball, it's entertaining. Right. Right. It is. I don't know what. I mean, you had Max Scherzer. Like like he's pitching Game Seven, the freaking World Series, starting the game. Like Max Scherzer, always so freaking intense. You had guys out there right. throwing ninety seven. And like, remember, like you had guys out there trying. And the All Star Game used to be special because the American League never played the National League. Yeah. People didn't cross leagues much, so you had this line, these matchups that you would never see. Yeah, you don't have that. You lost that, so then they brought in the World Series stuff. Well, then they had the tie game. Then they had the tie game. Yeah, and then so they, they brought, brought the World Series in. stuff. Yeah, but somehow they took all that crap out. And they made this entertaining and exciting to watch. Yeah, I I, I I totally agree. Do you, do we uh, need to get into the Orioles and the fact that they are at the hundred game mark and they are now worse than the nineteen eighty eight Orioles at this at the hundred game mark? They are twenty eight and seventy two. Back then, in nineteen eighty eight, the Orioles had thirty two wins. What I can't imagine, though, what I can't get past. Is how are how are the Royals hanging close with us for the worst record in baseball? 
<laughs> that, that is like they're hanging with them. They used to it's be a good team. It is, it is pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm like, like it, it, yeah, I just we've been so bad. And then, I, I mean, thankfully, the Royals have won three games in a row. So, and we've lost three in a row. Right. So, so our margin for number one pick has kind of increased a little bit. There's a big series at the end of the month. I think it's at the end of the month, or maybe the first week in August. The Royals for a week for 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 three games. That's gonna circle your calendars, boys and girls. The battle for last place. The battle for the the battle for Bobby Witt Jr. Right. That right. The quit for Witt. Yeah. The Witt Cup. Yeah. Um, I'm we, surprised you talked All Star Game. You didn't talk Josh Hader, Josh. That's, that was just that's funny. I was just going to bring up Josh Hader because I was just going to say the exact same thing. We went over the All Star Game, and the Josh Hader thing was interesting because it was happening during the All Star Game. Yeah, and you had this you had this joy and celebration of baseball, and then suddenly Twitter's all fired up about Josh Hader and from, these tweets that they brought out from when he was 17 years old, seven years ago. Uh, uh, and and a little more so because he's one of our own, both yeah. that he played for the Orioles and he's from our county. He's an old old male kid. Yeah, uh, grew a, up a, in, a, in county. our county, J- just like we did. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so I see all that. I I tried to do research to figure out who did who did this dig uh, in and brought all these up. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. Oh man, are you, you jealous? Do you wish it was you? No, I don't. Do you ask me? Am I the guy who brought it up? I no. I wish no. I don't know who brought it. If all you up. knew these things existed a week ago, I assume would you dig them up and do you think someone waited till the All Star game to, to I assume to so. bust it out? I assume would you do it if if you knew about it? No. Oh, you want it? No. W- what would you do about it? You just ignore it. I'm not the type of guy that's going to go look up old crap and try. It. Do you I, know how many retweets you would get? Yeah, you'd get a ton. I just a ton ass- of retweets. All right, I just saw about those retweets. I just assumed this was a barstool move. Yeah, this does sound like a barstool. It sounds move. like a barstool move because it sounds like a barstool move both to tweet these things out and to call someone out for tweeting those things out. Yeah, 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 both yeah, ways. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, because I, 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 the kid was 17 years old. He's it's been seven years. I understand that everything he said back then was was bad and poor play, and poor and should have never been put on the internet. I also know how 17 year old boys speak. I know the type of music that 17 year old boys listen to. And I know that 17-year-old boys think that they're on Twitter. And look, I only have five followers who are my boys. I'm going to post stuff and make them laugh. Right. I don't think anyone thinks Josh Hader should be fired for this. But do you think, Josh, I think he should a- be welcomed back with a standing ovation as if he overcome some great trial and tribulation like the Brewers gave him a standing ovation? With the, fans, the fans. The fans. I don't have a problem with the standing ovation. You think it's weird? I think if it came a little at, uncomfortable, a little, it's a little weird, and I'll admit that. Except that time has passed between the All Star Game and well, that was just last night or Saturday night. Yeah, I think it was Friday. It was when, Friday night, Saturday night, something. When like he that. got the standing ovation, yeah. I think it was Friday night. Okay. All Star Game was Tuesday. Between Tuesday and Friday, Josh Hader has apologized and said that, that all his teammates has rallied around. The all, teammates rallied, rallied and around, and even him. more importantly, all the teammates rallied around him all the teammates said that it spoke highly of his character and that is not the man and i know people want to say 17 years old you should know better between 17 and 24 you do a lot of growing up you do a ton of growing up and people don't want to hear it but you do a ton of growing up there are 24 year olds that i run into all the time that i still call kids because they have not grown up yet i also know that this kid is from anne arundel county and I know the way that kids act in Anne Arundel County. They are generally better off than other people. 
they think they are better off than other people. They are really into rap music that encourages this type of talk. Mm. And this is how they talk when they're with the boys. A bit entitled? You looking for that word? Yeah, yeah, entitled. That's what I meant by better than. They're entitled. They think the world revolves around them. The parents in Anne Arundel County, so many of the parents raise these kids with sport is more important. You making this baseball team is more important. You getting to the majors is more important than anything else. That I got to put this, sorry, but when you're 17 years old, what you put on Twitter speaks about more about your parents than what you are becoming. Mm. And I, I look at that and I look at what you tweeted seven years ago speaks more highly of your parents than who you are now as 24 years old. Uh, I, I agree with some of that. I think I, I like this discussion because I think it brings up this point that we all are kind of products in some way to some degree of our society that we grow, grow up in, right? And so this is like psychology 101. Like I'm watching my one-year-old Silas learn how to, to, to read books and turn pages. And he learns how to turn, turn pages by just watching me turn the pages, right? This is right. how he learns. Yes. No one sits down and tells him this is what you do. You, you, you learn by just watching and observing others. And so I think the Josh Hader uh, tweets are an indictment of not just him, but an indictment. You're right, Josh. And I don't think, I think more than the parents of that society that the, he grew the, up in. The school. Yes. And me and you yes. and everyone who lives in this society. I totally agree. Um, in, in high school, anything that was dumb was called gay in high school. I called everything gay that, that was dumb. I have a whole lot of pr- trouble not using the word retarded. Right. I yeah. struggle with Another that example. because my entire life was retarded. Right. Because we grew up in a society where this is just kind of accepted terms everyone used. Yes. And so at what point, it's a really interesting question, right? At what point do you stop being held responsible for, for that? And at what point do you have to like take some responsibility of, I shouldn't have been using that kind of language. Right. And, and that's where I give, that's why I'm with Josh Hader. He came out and said that was wrong. His teammates spoke with him. We've seen him change. I don't give him a completely f- free pass be- I, because I understand what I would love to see him do. Because 17-year-olds, in some respects, should still be responsible, right, yes. for their actions and words. And here's what I would like Josh Hader to do. And if I was his PR team, I would get all on this. You know how every, every fall I do these fifth quarter things, and it's a after the high school football games, a positive environment for all the kids to hang out at. Right. And I hear a lot of that talk that Josh Hader used. I hear at these events. Right. What I would like to do is see Josh Hader come back to Anne Arundel County and speak to high school kids. Right. And speak about, you guys all know what I posted seven years ago. I was wrong. Right. I was totally wrong. Even in the lines where I'm only quoting song titles and where I'm quoting lyrics, I was wrong. This stuff affects your life. Not only... What don't, you're with your boy. don't put it on the internet. The internet is forever. But also, put more positive things into your life. Yeah. yeah. And my biggest frustration with how the internet is handling Josh Hader is this whole just constant anger at Josh Hader. When I want to build people up. And I want to I give Josh Hader that sound innovation for admitting that it was wrong and for talking about change and for your teammates who have came out and said this guy is different that is not the josh Hader i know that is what deserves a stand innovation that stand innovation was not because we loved what he tweeted when he was 17 years old that stand innovation was 
we love that you have grown up, that your character mm. has changed. I don't know if that was why they gave innovation. I don't think because they're fans and fans. Well, yes, and because they're fans, stand up and applaud. But but I think there's something to say. Just like the teammates spoke out positively about Hater, that is how the fans speak out to say, "We still have your back. We're still with you." When the internet wants to tear you down, we're still with you. Yeah, and I think it causes us to be a little introspective, right, and to say, "Okay." As society, what kind of things are we accepting as okay and what kind of things are we not accepting as okay? Because I think especially young people take their cue from society. Yeah, and also if I'm Josh Fader, I fire my agent immediately because I do not know how you are an agent in any major league sports, actors, actresses. I don't know how you treat a celebrity in 2018 and do not go back to every tweet that he's ever done and delete this crap or force him to get a new Twitter account. When he's under your control. Oh, yeah. The, these, if I ever become, let's say I become famous for some reason, the second I become famous, I'm deleting Twitter and opening up a new Twitter account. Right. I totally agree. And I, I don't think there's anything bad in my Twitter history, but I don't want anyone to go through it. I don't know. Right. And, and there's also something that just drives me crazy about the fact that we as a society have decided that the appropriate thing to do is to look in people's paths and try to pull out bad things. Yeah. I used the word... No. On the internet, I used... People were digging for this, and the response was, "There's no digging. It just takes a Google search." That's, who is that's, first of all? That, that that's is digging. digging. <laughs> that's what, and who has all this how time? How hard you're digging? That I am going to Google every Major League Baseball player and inappropriate words to find the proper tweets to pull these guys out. What does that do for society? I, I did enjoy them going back, and there's that young pitcher for the White Sox. I forget his name, and Mike Trout, and they pulled out some of their high school tweets. And it was like, can't wait to get this pizza from Pizza Hut. <laughs> See, that's like, awesome. It was just that's, so corny. And I was like, that is that's fun. So cool. See, yeah. that's fun. That's encouraging. I know I have stupid tweets. Feel free to pull them all out. Yeah. I don't have anything like Josh Hader because I got Twitter over the age of 17. Yeah. I was probably 30 years old when I got Twitter. Yeah. So I, I don't have that crap. I know better. But. People change as time goes on. Society changes. Society has changed a lot. A to, lot in yeah. seven years. Yeah, it has. A whole lot. Yeah. And and we hold people to much higher standards as if – I don't even want to say celebrities. It's almost like if you're making more money, you're held to a higher standard. That, yeah. that you are not – some of the people who are calling Josh Hader out probably has the same stuff in their Twitter account from seven years ago. Yeah, or or what's it, or, or, or or offline or, or aim or, or even whatever. off offline, even just uh, hanging out with friends. And what's right. the difference, really? Right? right? If that's if that's in your heart, either way. But yeah, I I, I tend to I tend I tend to to uh, uh, agree with you, and I'm sure at that point, every professional baseball player in America went back and or the, agent, every agent went back agent. and checked to make sure right. that the nothing like that was right. in their in their past. Yeah, that's. It's really, but I, I think it's a really kind of interesting conversation. It says a lot about our society too, and there is this element it's, of like the moral police that I'm seeing see more and more of, right? Like we so want to tear people down, and it's so sad. It's not, it's not what we want. As even though I'd love to just bash Peterson right now for getting thrown out at home plate, but I am, I am trying to be a more positive person, yeah. and and. I think it's sad that we like to tear people down, especially when, to take it even further, and outside of baseball, we're in the world of celebrity culture, 
we're seeing a suicide problem. And you don't want, like, all of this negativity leads into all this other crap. And if we could just be positive and love each other and praise each other, you don't have to worry about these tweets. Stuff like this won't happen anymore if you just love each other. Yeah, and it's okay to hold people accountable and, and, and to call them out for it. But, yeah, there's there's a line that I feel like at some point was was was, was crossed here. How did we get like into like this really deep show? I don't know. Because it's baseball because Josh Hader is a pitcher from yeah, Anne Arundel County who used to play for the Orioles and it's now funny. is one of the best relievers in baseball. Yeah, when I texted you earlier today, I thought you were going to shoot me down when I said I wanted to talk about Josh Hader. I know. And normally I, I normally don't like – you would. I don't like getting this pu- yeah. in, in the we, politics right. stuff. We and, didn't get into the Papa John's a couple weeks ago. Yeah, like I usually shy away from these issues. But I – I don't think this is interesting. And it's, it's close enough to sports to... I think it works. Whatever. Yeah. All right. What what else we got? Did did did, did I send you some some informal show notes? Did did we cover all the important stuff here? Um, yeah, because we're not going to get into Ravens yet. We'll get into that soon. There will be some new film study episodes coming out soon. Did you see Flacco? Flacco's super positive. Did you see him? Oh, yeah. It's about the quarterback controversy. He's taking up your mantra, huh, of being super positive. Yeah, he says, there won't be any more controversy once we're winning. Uh, let's see. Uh, you said you, you told me you didn't sign up for the athletic, but yeah. we don't have to get into that. Yeah. I signed up. I like that. I really hey, well, like. Go, good that Baltimore has. has yeah, that. I'm really excited that Baltimore has that. I like Connolly a lot. I, I'm okay with Connolly. He's on that. I don't. I want to go a lot. I want to go a lot, but I'm okay with with Connolly. I like Connolly, and, I, and I, I really there? like Jeff Zaberski. Zaberski, oh, the, the Ravens guy. He's awesome. Okay, I don't know a ton about him. Uh, he's a, he's a former Sun guy. All right. Um. But yeah, we the only thing that we did not cover in our show notes is how the way this season has gone. How fitting is it for the Orioles to get stuck in an elevator in Toronto? Oh yeah, yeah. And I wanted to ask, like, this is I think is how, a really who, who would you if you had to get stuck with in, in an elevator with an Oriole player? Oh, first off, who would you want to, or who would you not? How want much to get fun stuck was with? Adam Jones' Instagram story? It was good. And to see Chris Davis. That's to, what social media is for. Yeah. How much did you want Crush to to pull that door elevator yeah. door open? Yeah. And that's why the person I would most likely be stuck in an elevator with and least like on my baseball team <laughs> is Chris <laughs> Davis because I feel like he could single-handedly go on Incredible Hawk yeah. and open that door. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Chris Davis, Adam Jones, I don't know if you can really beat that that combo for being yeah. stuck in an elevator. Yeah. Is, would everyone's least likely person be – Mark Trumbo. Mark Trumbo. <laughs> Mark, Trumbo. <laughs> Mark Trumbo and a and a and a hotel cart of pies. Yeah, it's got to be Trumbo. Trumbo. Trumbo seems like he's no fun no, at all. I, I think, actually, I think I might be okay with Mark Trumbo because I wouldn't have to worry about him like talking my ear off. Like you don't have to be <laughs> someone who's just going to sit there and keep on talking to you the whole time. Like Adam Jones, I yeah. feel like could be a little annoying. Keep yeah, on talking. He could be annoying. Like, okay, like come, come on, on, come on. You're taking up all the air in here. Yeah. Um, I think I would like to be stuck in an elevator with the with the entire bullpen staff. Uh, whenever they do shots in the bullpen, yeah. whenever they do shots in the bullpen, the guys are laughing. They're cracking up. They have found a way to pass time sitting way out in the cheap seats for every game. So I think I think they would be fun. I think Buck Showalter would be fun because I feel like Buck would just be making comments about how stupid it is that we still use elevators and yeah. and, and that nothing's improved and, and all this crap. So I, I would like uh, Buck Snark. Yeah, friend of the show, uh, Trey Mancini. I think he'd be a good one to be in the second elevator with. 
just because he seems like a cool guy to talk to. Yeah, young guy who should still be enjoying life, enjoying baseball. Yeah, I would not want to be stuck with John the Scope because I feel like he would start thinking he's going to die and I'm going to miss Manny and get all emotional because Manny's not there uh, with him. I'll never get to see Manny <laughs> again. See Manny again. And I don't want to be stuck in the elevator with John the Scope having an emotional all right. breakdown. All right. then I'm going to stay away from that one. Then I'm going to stay away with, from Caleb Joseph. He seems to have some bad luck. Oh, that's true. And, and I, I'd be a little concerned that that I wouldn't make it out there whole. Yeah, fair, fair, fair enough. All right, so I think that that's a good list of who we would want or would not want to be stuck in an elevator with. It, this is—I think we've clearly gone over an hour. Yeah, yeah, we're over. I what do we? There's some comments on the like. Who should be the MBO? It's like someone said uh, Blyer for MBO, even though Blyer. he's not the season. That's a good call. I like that one. Yeah. Other Blyer. one said, who's going to be our all-star next year for everybody away? It's going to be a great question. Byer might have been our top, our top trade chip if he oh. didn't get hurt. He oh, could have yeah. been it. Yeah, he would have been good. He would have been a good trade chip. Not top, but he had been good. He had steam control and the type of yeah. season he was having. Well, if he has a good year next year, yeah. it's always next year. It's always next year. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, this is uh, this is our last Manny, t- Manny show. Yeah, let's not talk about Manny anymore. <laughs> All right. And, hey, can we, for Zach Britton, can we get back a starter, please? Can we get back a young prospect pitcher? Starter oh, pitcher a starter. Yes. For Britain? Not, not ready prospect. Yeah, prospect pitcher top, for Britain. Yeah, top guy. Give me a top 100 pitcher. Top 100 pitcher. Is that asking too much? No. I might be asking too much. No, I don't know. no. That's what I want. All right. That's what I want, too. A top 100 pitcher. I don't care from whom. Cubs are, like, trying to get Britain. I'm a like, Cubs. You guys don't have a... You guys' farm system's terrible. Give me your whole farm system for Zach Britton. I don't know what these Cubs doing talking to us about Zach Britton with no farm system. Get out of here, Cubs. Farm system worse than ours. All right. Well, our last Manny Machado episode. It's been fun, Manny. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to watch Manny Machado play. What do you think happens next? you think we got another episode next week, or you think we're jumping in with a bonus Zach Britton trade? We will have a bonus Zach Britton trade. I, I hope they wait it out. I'm like, put put the guy you want out there, and then don't make a deal until someone gives it and gives it to you, or make the deal last minute on, on July 31st or whatever. Don't don't settle for less. Like the Mets with Familia settled for less. Don't yeah. settle for less, Orioles. There's seven teams who want them. Every team is contending wants them. So get the guy you want, or don't make the, the the deal at all. No, make the deal. Make the make the deal. Make the deal. Make, make the, the deal. deal. Do make not deal. do not be sitting with Zach Britton in August. Make the deal. Yeah, fine. Make the deal. Just but, do it right. Yeah, but don't make the deal uh, two two weeks early if you don't need to. Right. Now remember, whatever they do, people are going to bash it. Be prepared, Birdland. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready for the bashing. And we'll defend it, maybe, if they get a pitcher. A top 100 pitcher, I'll defend it. <laughs> if not, I'll bash him, too. All right. Give us a review on iTunes. These are tough times in Birdland. Help us out with a review we gotta over sit on together. iTunes. we got to sit together, Birdland. All right, boys and girls. Follow us on Twitter, too. I just I cracked the 1,000 follower oh, mark. Oh, congratulations. Welcome to the club. Thank you. I also got a tweet with over 100 favorites my first time, too. Oh, I don't think I've gotten that yeah, yet. Well, I also don't know more. how to look up that stat. Oh, well, it just happened for me. Um, but you can follow me on Twitter. Become my 1001 follower at Section 336. Or you can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Taroka. 
Thanks and for, don't forget the show at section three three six show. Yeah, you follow, as follow, I stumbled through that word. You can follow the show too. So when we do like bonus episodes and Zach Britton gets traded, you can find out when and where we're doing it yep. at section three three six show. And we'll always be doing them on Facebook. The where is always on Facebook. Uh, but the when, but, but the when for debate is TBD. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening, and as always, go O's. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches. Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. With any dream, the wind won't always be at your back. The sun won't always be shining, and some rain is going to fall. American Family Insurance is like a good, solid roof that you can trust to protect your biggest dreams. With plans that could save you up to 23% when you bundle your home and auto. Also, you can continue to dream fearlessly, no matter what comes your way. American Family Insurance. Get a quote or find an agent at AmFam.com. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.